Hello, it's me, Wavy from Hello, I'm Listening. This beginning is a little different um, since you might have heard about the earthquake in Turkey, Syria. Um, the death toll as of now nears over 16,000 people. The 72-hour rescue in the past. And it's a, it's a travesty. It's, it's so many people lost their lives, family, livelihood, house, apartment, everything in just a couple of minutes and we just wanted to say that um, we'll put a couple of links in the description where you can just help by giving a little bit of money or a lot of bit of money it depends how much you have and you want to give and support the people in turkey because we all have to come together and help the people in need right now because um, everybody else would do the same for you so yeah let's get into the episode Hey everybody! Hey everybody! Guess what? I we, fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> we fixed it. are recording right now from the comfort of our living room. Yeah. Not in the basement. That's why you probably can hear the room a little bit. Yep. <laughs> but um, that will not be the permanent thing. We'll probably set it up in my office. Sure. Either on the table or on the couch i don't think they care <laughs> i know just for if, your consideration you know we could be sitting on the floor and it's not like they can see us yeah but i fixed the the problem that we had um so yeah yeah that's I it. still here <laughs> it means i still hear it a little bit i don't hear anything i know good for you <laughs> yeah um <laughs> What are we talking about today? I don't know. We actually didn't plan a topic. I mean, I did, actually. I didn't tell you. Thank you. <laughs> no, but um, first of all, if you have not listened to the episode last week with our guest, Laura Silverstein, a professional couple therapist, you should really just stop this one and go back yeah. and listen to the couple therapist episode. Because it's really good. And... It's basically like having your own little therapy session, just listening to her talk and like her experience and her advice. I mean, it's like a little therapy session. We had. Yeah, but I still feel like if if a couple sat down to listen to it, a lot of the issues that we had and have, uh, I think a lot of couples have. I think they're very common. I agree. I agree. And so if you listen to that episode, maybe you get some tips that, that are helpful for you. I totally agree. That Great. was a good episode. And we have a lot of cool new episodes coming. We planned a couple of guests. And yeah, if you have something interesting to talk about or are an interesting personality. Or if you're like a poop doctor or something, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, just hit us up and yeah. maybe we can set up like a little... Choix de vivre. <laughs> Whatever that means. I mean, we've said it before, but um, almost, almost every guest that we have on our podcast 
is someone we have never met. So yeah. don't feel like intimidated, like, oh, I don't know them. They don't know me. What if it's not an interesting conversation? Most of our guests we've never met before. And the first time we meet them is literally talking on the podcast. Yeah. So we talk to everybody. We like to talk to everybody. And yeah. Are you staring at the rats right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to happen. Do you guys remember? No, yeah, I'm talking to fine. the listeners. When we were living in the basement and we were recording down there with the rats in there and almost every episode started with Wafy going, Holly, Classy. Holly's sitting at the door. <laughs> look at him. Yeah, he wants to come out. Sebastian is looking at us. He just <laughs> built it himself a little nest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But so I thought we talk about First of all, anxiety and also imposter syndrome a little bit. But we've done that before. I know, but um, since I had or have an no, had had have doesn't matter anxious episode, and you were anxious a little bit lately, a little bit at least. Yeah, I think we could talk about it again, and also imposter syndrome because that's something a lot of people struggle. And a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. You can totally hear the rats cracking, mm -hmm. cracking their nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I would focus then more on imposter syndrome and less on anxiety because we've done so many episodes about anxiety. And we okay. recently also talked about it. So that's okay. I mean, if there's something that you want to say, then feel free. About what? Anxiety. Yeah, about anxiety. But. I wouldn't maybe spend the whole episode. That's okay. On that. That's okay. That, but then maybe um, I still hear it a little bit. Oh, good grief! I might, I might be able to filter it out. Nobody okay. can hear it. So, uh, just quickly to anxiety. So, I don't want to go into a whole thing. I have health anxiety. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Um, there we have two episodes on the whole topic and we've talked about it plenty but it's not something you can get rid of it's something you you know um, get to learn to live with and learn to cope and maybe also use for creative endeavors and stuff like that but lately especially after we were done building um, I was so focused on building and like doing stuff with your hands and being occupied mm -hmm. mentally and physically you don't have really time to be anxious at least in my case um and after we were done the workload dropped drastically which was nice but at the same time my head was able to you know do other stuff again mm -hmm. namely think about things and be anxious and that's when my anxiety got back a little bit at me which was fine there was nothing that was like um you know uh really bad or something but there i've been i had been i'd been struggling with anxiety a little bit more um especially over the holidays and now um and yeah with that and that's why I wanted to talk about like the self-doubt and the, the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, because that also played into my whole thing. Because once I, <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but I don't know how to say it, but just to give a little context. So my health anxiety right now is very focused on um, nerve okay. diseases. That's new for you. It's not news. It's, it's been the case for 20, uh, since 2021. It's, yeah, but you were more focused then on like cancer. No, no, no. It was before things. that, way before that. You're not on, on where I'm right now. Doesn't matter. Um, So since 2021, my focus on health stuff was more related towards like um, nerve diseases and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but nevertheless, so with the health anxiety, the physical symptoms come and it's not always easy to deal with because with the physical symptoms, you think more about it and then you fall into this cycle and you feel like it gets worse with all the adrenaline and cortisol pumping through your wings and yeah. Um, nevertheless, it's not been an easy time. Thank you for laughing. No, I'm laughing um, at how much you say um and nevertheless. Yeah. It yeah. But so I've been fairly good with getting rid of the thoughts of being sick and dealing with the related symptoms. Mm-hmm. But the thoughts of the what if thoughts focus on something else. And um, for me right now, it's just like, especially because I don't have that much to do right now in terms of work, which is kind of nice. But at the same time, especially as a self-employed person, you start thinking about, oh, shit, you know, I need to make some money. I need to do stuff to get the business going. And then you start thinking about, okay, maybe what if that was it, especially with the current you know, situation with um, the the recession coming, with everything being so expensive and a lot of companies just saving mm-hmm. and not, um, yeah, throwing money out of the window. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I think everybody has this, or a lot of people have imposter syndrome once in a while. Maybe explain what that is for right. people who don't know what it is. I just wanted to read a, a, what is it called? A, when you explain a word. Definition. A definition. Yeah. Imposters, impost, imposter, <laughs> imposter syndrome is the internal psychological experience of feeling like a phony in some area of your life, despite any success that you have achieved in your area. You might have imposter syndrome if you find yourself consistently experiencing self-doubt, even in areas where you typically excel. So. I think everyone feels that a lot. I don't, I don't think there are many people who don't feel that. Not that it's a not. constant, but I feel like it's a pretty common thing to, I don't know to feel the the weird thing is that it comes even though you can be so fucking successful in your work life in your whatever you do 
and it still comes. But that's kind of the point of it. I don't think it would be called imposter syndrome if you were actually really bad at what you do and you felt like you were bad at what you do. Sure, obviously. But if you're actually good at what you do and but it's you weird. feel like you shouldn't be there, you feel like you shouldn't be doing it or whatever, whatever you feel, then, I mean, it makes sense. That's I mean, for me, I've noticed that and it kind of makes sense. It comes more when I compare and it comes more when I'm, especially on social media, where you start comparing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel like, oh shit, they're so much better. Oh shit, they do so much more. Oh shit, um, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of the stuff, uh, all of the sudden, your self-worth tanks, tanks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you find yourself um, doubting everything, even though you might have had massive success in the field you have been working or yeah it sucks <laughs> it totally sucks especially because i don't know it's hard to it's hard to get out of it i know the thing is i know how to get out of it i know mm-hmm. how to 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 convince myself that I'm not worth nothing and that I know stuff and that I'm not, you know, an imposter. But when, especially in my situation right now, where I'm, where work is not super busy, I am mm-hmm. should focus on either things that I want to do, like personal stuff. And I have a lot of stuff that I want to do. Um, but at the same time, I'm so like, like I can't, bring myself to do that stuff i'm if once i'm done doing the stuff i need to do for customers or stuff i have on my to-do list i'm like okay i'm i don't know but do you mean things in your personal life or do you mean personal projects that you want to do i mean like work related both projects that are just for you but mostly work related i mean do you mean like personal stuff in terms of making something for my YouTube channel, for example. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, stuff in your personal life that you want to do, like yeah, working out or like doing more things like that. Or do you mean work-related personal I mean, stuff, like goes, stuff that's not yeah, you're yeah, not making yeah, money with, yeah, but you yeah. want to do it, but I it's mean, still both, related both, to your work. Both, but mostly, mostly stuff that is work-related mm-hmm. a little bit. At least, yeah. That that the thing is, I can bring myself to work out, and especially I want to go running more. But if it's that cold, I I, I hate today was in the nice. Cold. Yeah, it was still cold. It was zero minus but one it was zero super degree. Sunny. Yeah, <laughs> it was still fucking cold, and I don't like running when it's that cold. And yeah, it's that I can bring myself to work out at home, especially I want to. Because I, you know, you see, if, if you're consistent, you see at least some, to a degree, some success or fortschritt. Results. Results, yeah. But the other stuff, you know, I've, I mean, I, last year, I've, I think I've written two or three screenplays for shorts. And I have some ideas for little YouTube things. But it's, for me, it's so hard to just sit down and actually do it Mm -hmm. 
and yeah i don't know and some of the shorts are not easy to do alone or with two people <sighs> but what does that have to do with imposter syndrome no i'm saying imposter syndrome makes it hard to motivate myself okay. to actually do something mm -hmm. to actually because i'm procrastinating i'm overthinking and then i'm just like sitting around trying to you know i'm not doing anything mm -hmm. sure it's nice to not do something all the time but i'm right now i'm doing more nothing that i usually do more no, no, nothing yeah that makes sense yeah but you also have to take into consideration that it's not that much different in terms of what you're doing when you look back before we were building you know you you got so used to when you're not working you're constantly doing something and now you don't have to constantly do something when you're not working yeah and so sure. you're able to you know do nothing and i think because you have more time to do nothing it feels like it's a lot more than it actually is i agree i agree i mean part of the whole situation is also that my course ended which was also a frequent thing that i was doing and i felt like okay um i had my weekly occupation mm -hmm. which i don't know if counted towards my workload and it felt like i okay i did a lot which i did but it ended and now i'm like okay i'm not lost but i feel like okay i need to do more i need to at least you know um network or write some emails to new potential customers or stuff like that i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know or then in my work time if i'm not done with work already um do something productive that goes towards my my youtube channel or whatever mm -hmm. yeah. <sighs> the thing is i don't i don't want to i don't want to sound uh, like what is the word like that people feel like bad for me or something mm -hmm. i i that's not one I want to come across. I just want to be, I don't know. I just want to talk about it and be open about it because I think a lot of people struggle with that sometimes, not necessarily with the same thing, but with similar stuff. And I think it's, to a degree, it's totally normal. And with the imposter syndrome, I think a lot of people sometimes feel like, especially comparing themselves with someone else, mm. oh shit, I'm maybe at some point someone will notice that I'm not as good or I'm not the the the, the person I am seeming to be or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And that could be in any field. That sure. could be literally in any field. Yeah. I mean, I feel it too sometimes at work. Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of massaging or whatever. Mm, no. Um because that's the that's like the one thing at the very top of my list that I know I'm good at mm -hmm. and that I never question. Like I don't question that I'm good at massaging mm -hmm. because I get good feedback all the time. Yeah. So I, I know that I'm good at my job. It's more like the the things that we learned when I did the the when I when I studied massage. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that you forget, obviously, 
Like if you're not constantly trying to remember them or constantly studying them. So like muscles in the body Mm -hmm. and bones. And, you know, I used to know all of that. I mean, sure. And a lot of times that goes away or like pathology, you know, things like that where a patient will come in and I, if I have a new patient, I always look in their, their Mm -hmm. background Mm -hmm. first and their history. And I just look, okay. So I have an idea before they come in, what we're going to be dealing with. And, Sometimes I see something like in the pathology or, you know, their previous, mm-hmm, their, mm-hmm. their ailments, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah. And I see something where I'm like, uh, like it sounds familiar, but I have to look up like there's a muscle in the name and I'm like, okay, what, like some sort of syndrome or something. And I can't remember what it is or I feel like I should know it and I don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's those times sometimes where I'm like, I feel kind of stupid or I feel like I should know that, but I don't know it, and it frustrates yeah, me. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, obviously, there are folders for that. And, I mean, imagine every doctor would know everything out of their head. Sure. I mean, there have been multiple times where I've gone into the one of the praxis rooms from my boss at the end of the day to turn off the computer, and he has, like, Google open for something. <laughs> and, right. You know, a patient came in for that he needed to brush up on. So it's not like there's no way you could possibly know every disorder, every syndrome, every, you know. Right. But it's still, I don't know, it's still frustrating to like, sometimes I just have that feeling where I'm like, I should know that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's, I've been noticing, I mean, that's with anxiety in general, like you tend to scroll more, you tend to do things more that maybe are not good for you. Mm-hmm. And especially with social media, I've, I've, I'm very bad with not comparing myself, especially in times where I don't have to do much because then I mm-hmm. look at people who do similar things that I do and I see, oh, they work that, they do that. And I feel like, oh shit, I'm out of the loop i'm done mm-hmm. you know i'm i won't get work anymore and then that furthers my cycle more and my self-doubt and yeah self-loathing i've had some i mean we talked about it a little bit on the podcast but i've had some the last two weeks have been high anxiety yeah for me that's why and, i thought anxiety would be interesting too and because of that I I also had, used to have a pattern where I would scroll constantly. That's just what I would do. That's what I think a lot of people do when they're anxious and just trying to get out of their head. But I have been trying to do other things instead. And it's mm. been like I've been reading a lot. Mm. And like the other day I read for like four hours, not straight, but throughout the day, like two hours here, two hours there. Mm. And today I read from eight o'clock in the morning until 1130 just Mm. straight through and it's like it's amazing (laughs) i have to say that that has really helped me in the last couple of weeks and i'm learning spanish a little bit and Mm. i do that too so instead of going on instagram i go into my spanish app and i'm like okay i'll just learn some spanish Mm. and sometimes i do that for like an hour so i've been doing things that are productive or at least good for the brain Mm -hmm. versus things that are mindless and 
that's been significant. Like that instantly brings me down when I'm feeling super anxious. I'll just do one of those two things, either reading or I go into my Spanish Mm -hmm. app and I instantly am gone because I'm focused on something else so completely. Yeah. That's been really good. I, I, the only time I spend on my phone right now, like scrolling, which I don't really scroll anymore either. I might watch some reels or something, but I'll do that maybe in the morning when I first wake up, if I have nowhere to be while I eat breakfast or something. And sometimes like at night before we go to bed for a little bit. But lately I feel like my, my social media presence is very minimal. Yeah. And that's been good. I don't miss it. (laughs) I've, I agree. Reading is something that I do when I feel anxious, especially at night. And that helps a lot to mm-hmm. just break that thought cycle and and ease it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also good for for focusing. I mean, with all the Instagram reels and TikTok stuff, we're not able to focus that much and that long on something. Mm-hmm. So reading well, it's also is a very mindless. nice. Ad- right, it's, it's, it's mindless. mindless. And reading is a very nice exercise for being focused on something and at the same time. Um, furthering your your imagination. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes um, expanding your vocabulary too because you learn right. words when you read. Right. right. Oh, the only thing I have to add is a plug, not for myself and not a paid plug, but for uh, Pamela Anderson's book. Oh, yeah. First of all, mm. we watched the documentary, documentary on Netflix on and Netflix. it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And I as soon as the documentary ended, I ordered her book and I just started it today and it's lovely. Uh, She has a very tragic um, kind of childhood story and a lot of shit that she went through, but is such a courageous and strong and she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. She's a very humble down to earth woman. That's something that surprises me and with all the, people exploiting her through whole all of her career mm-hmm. making tons of money up from her and and her you know looks mm-hmm. she is weirdly composed and in peace with that yes she i mean yeah just what you should just watch the documentary but yeah. she's she's very much not about being the center of attention unless she wants the attention yeah. and she says that in her book pretty early on even as a kid she was like yeah. that she's super shy and only wants the spotlight on her when she feels confident enough to have it or if she's trying to mm-hmm. empower herself in some way and mm-hmm. i find that so inspiring and it's pretty cool yeah i really i'm really enjoying kind of in some ways getting to know her by reading her book and her poetry and yeah it's really it's really good yeah other than that if you like what you hear if you feel like you want to support us you can do that by you know liking the podcast following subscribing to the podcast reviewing the podcast on apple podcast and also head over to our patreon thanks, like joe. our friend joe yeah thanks joe and you can support us there too um yeah that's it that's it okay Mm
watch out for Derek.